0: Hey guys, here we are with our first episode of The Moral of the Story with your host, me, Jared Morrill. Today I do have a co-host uh, here with me, Kyle Ruff. Hello. And our first guest, Mr. Pat Truer.
1: Hey, super happy to be on the inaugural show.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, oh, yeah. I'm happy you're here. I'm happy you're our first guest. Me this too. is awesome.
1: Me too. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Yeah, and uh, just to give like a little rundown of the whole podcast is basically we're just going to talk about you for a second. See what you're all about, and then we'll have you tell your story, and then we'll figure out what uh what can we get out of this story. What's the moral of the story? Hence so, the uh, name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hence, hence my last name. So, uh, Pat, sure, man. What's what's your story? What what's life bring to you?
1: Oh, terrific. Well, I was born in uh, Aurora, Colorado, and I grew up in Littleton. I was technically unincorporated Arapahoe County, uh, outside of Denver. <laughs> And born and raised there, Colorado kid all the way, still am, always will be. Love yeah, Colorado. Buddy. And I am a comedian. I went to University of Colorado, Boulder, and then I went into the working world. I try, I started doing comedy early when I was uh, 23, was the first time I got on stage at Comedy Works. Had a couple great shows, and then I tanked. Uh, my third show in uh, my first two, I thought I was going to be the greatest comedian of all time. Naturally, <laughs> the yeah. Third one, Sounds I gave right. up and basically went on a twelve-year hiatus. And in those twelve years, I went to grad school, got my master's in international business. I worked for two Fortune one hundred companies as an international sales manager, and I studied Spanish and business growing up. And a, I just kind of, I re- reached this point in my life where I was super unhappy. And I realized, like, I love making people laugh. I've always been it's the best. I've always been the funniest person in the room. Yes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> See, that's the attitude you need for comedy. That's right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's rare that I've met someone, and this is uh, extremely arrogant, but I'm also comfortable with who I am. It's rare that I've I've met someone where I'm like that person is way funnier than I am. And whenever I do, I'm in re- I reverent awe for that person. It's like I feel like I get all giddy. It's almost like oh, yeah. starstruck. I could meet a bum and they could have me in stitches and I would get nervous to talk to them. <laughs> and so, uh, and, uh, and now I'm full-time comedy. I've dedicated my life to uh, making as many people laugh as possible and just improving myself every day and many mistakes along the way and trying to learn learn from all the mistakes I've made, but ultimately to create something of value for people that makes people's lives easier. And selfishly, it's the... biggest high in the world for me when I make people laugh.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good feeling.
1: Great, great uh, feeling. I'm just Mm -hmm. curious,
0: too. Do you think that uh, that 12-year hiatus gave you a better chance of being a better comedian?
1: Absolutely. And the reason being is because it gave me a great understanding of the corporate world and people. So during those 12 years, I traveled uh, extensively around the world, and I got to meet people of different cultures, backgrounds, varieties, you know, everything that comes with international travel. Sure. And, and I was exposed to so many experiences I'm so grateful for and putting so many positions uh, to that I really didn't deserve uh, and opportunities to make decisions that, uh, you know, really affected the lives of other people. And having that good understanding of that in the working world has now helped me in comedy. Uh, one because you know that's that's the grind for most people in life, at least in the United States. And mm-hmm. That's that's it. You know, it's the nine to five. It's it's the paycheck. It's the health insurance. Oh yeah. It's, it's all of that, and I have a really good understanding of it. As opposed to I look back, if I hadn't had that twelve year hiatus as a comedian, I wouldn't have known shit about life if <laughs> I had done it right. I would like, yeah, you you see people that are you see comedians, and you think no way they would succeed in this other world yeah and I and I'm glad that I understand that world because now with the business that I've started uh, providing corporate comedy shows like I understand how to work with people and just also just like the importance of communication and which is so important like just having a general understanding of other people yeah as Mm -hmm. a comedian is so great like the ability to empathize and sympathize as well makes you a funnier and more relatable person right It's, it's about you get up there and the audience decides if they like you in the first two seconds yeah no joke and so you, you have to—and and having an understanding of people and what, what's going on in their lives and really has given me a great ability uh, to connect with audiences, yeah. uh, which I'm still developing. I have not figured it out by any means <laughs> at all, but that uh, part of that 12-year hiatus has been uh, I'm very grateful for all those experiences, and the story i like to tell today relates— very much to that twelve-year hiatus. I mean, it's actually about that, and it's a story that's still ongoing. Well, hell yeah! Um, but that's that's the hiatus, and yeah, and it also put me in a great spot in life to be able to walk away from it. And and you know, I'm in, yeah. I'm a very I'm in a very fortunate position, and very grateful for everything that's happened in my life to be able to pursue my dream and not have to worry about paying the electricity right now.
0: Right. Yeah, it's not a bad life.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So that's
0: actually, uh, that's actually kind of the perfect segue then. I mean, you just did it for us if you want to. I mean, let's, let's get into the story, man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I was a international sales manager. I had a big boy salary. I had the corporate card. I had all of it and I got to travel all over the world. And right. It's like, I was so fortunate. I got to travel to more places, by age 32, than most people will ever get to travel in their entire life, right? I've been to almost every continent, uh, except for Antarctica. So all continents except for Antarctica, and I became a fat, drunk slob as a result of that. <laughs> I know the feeling. Everyone yeah. knows that when you travel around internationally, yeah. fat, drunk, slob. Yeah, from- <laughs> and I, you know, the, I, a part of the success that I had in my corporate career was. I have a likability factor. I my ability to relate to people. Oh yeah, and it's called schmoozing. In the Schmoo- yeah, world. <laughs> I was a professional schmoozer. That's exactly right. That's all I they was. They gave you the company card. You bought all the drinks. Absolutely. Oh, the yeah. steak oh, dinners, yeah. right? I still remember my first trip when I was I was 26. And I got to go on a six-week trip to South America, and, nice. uh, and you know, as a twenty-six-year-old, that was mind-blowing to me. And the, I could just go out to a steak dinner and get hammered yeah. and eat steak and order whatever I want, and someone else is paying for it. I remember getting back home and calling my friends back. Like, you are not going to believe this, guys! Like I can go eat whatever I want. I could get totally smashed, and the company pays for all of it. <laughs> and so, you know, and that's that became a bit of a not a bit. That became a detriment. That became detrimental to my health and well-being over mm-hmm. time because I got addicted to that lifestyle. Sure. Uh, and not only that, but just like for my physical fitness, but my mental health as well because personally, then I would go out and spend money, my own money, on things like I was spending someone else's money. Right. It's right. you, you got
0: in that mindset after yeah, a
1: while. Yeah, very unhealthy for your financial state. Oh, yeah. Uh, for your financial state of well-being. And so- I did that right, and I just was getting unhappier by the day. Know, terrible grammar, uh, and I realized I was so unhappy. But I was like making people laugh, and I said, you know, and I would I would look at comedians. I'd go to comedy shows. I said, I'm funnier than that person. I'm way funnier. I'm smarter, but I'm also sitting here, and they're the ones on stage. Yeah, right. So I'm also much lazier than they are, and I am a huge wimp compared to them. Like they have so much more courage than I do. Because I'm here sitting them judging them, they're the ones doing it. Yeah, they're the right. ones who are being yeah, you, like they're on stage. People are paying to see them. I'm I'm paying to see this person, and I'm I'm saying to myself I'm better than, and I'm funnier and smarter than this person. But yeah, like, here you I can am be the, funnier yeah. than that person,
2: yeah. but you actually have to get off your ass and do it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. saying
1: it in the dark in the safety of the dark. <laughs> right? yeah. you know? I'm better than you. Who yeah. said that? <laughs> <laughs> And so I, I said, you know what? I need to, I, I need to change it up. And I had wanted to be on Saturday Night Live. Uh, that was my dream. Yeah. I had a lot of signs oh, along yeah. the way of people saying, "Hey, you should be on Saturday Night Live." And I, you know, I'm a big 6'2", chubby white guy. Constantly, people say, "You remind me of Will Ferrell." Right? That's uh, I get that all the time. Yeah, I mean, you're an animated guy. Ah, uh, right? yeah. In general. <laughs> so. I but I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't doing anything about it. And I said, well, all right, I'm going to go to Chicago. I'm going to move to Chicago. I'm going to leave the beautiful state of Colorado. I'm going to go to Chicago and I'm going to take classes at Second City. Right. Because that's what everyone on Saturday Night Live does. And I'm going to. So go." So that was
2: why you went to Chicago as opposed to like L.A. or New York. Yeah. Yep.
1: OK. Yeah. So it was okay. it was the improv scene. Yeah. That really and just things in my life were telling me, hey. Like let's look at this, and I remember I was I was traveling a lot domestically, and so yeah. I would like have these thoughts about what do I want to do with my life, and magically I'd look out the window of the plane, and, and we'd be flying over Chicago, and I remember there was a moment where I was on a United flight, I was sitting in the window seat, and the person in the uh, aisle seat put down their tray, and United at the time, that's uh, still to do, has pictures of their top hubs, right? oh yeah, and so uh, the tray his. The picture on his tray was San Francisco. The guy in the middle seat then put down his tray and it was Hawaii, uh, Waikiki <laughs> Beach. And then I go, if my tray is Chicago, I'm... something's going on. Chicago. Right. I pulled out the tray and I was like, all right, I got to do something about this. And then I watched it's a the sign from God. Yeah, <laughs> it's a sign, right? It's, it's the universe is telling mission. me, hey, listen up, dude. Like, you've been so, I, I, I don't know. Like, he put it, it's like on a tray. Yeah. Like that's it. Like, it's in front of you. It's Literally, to you served on a you. tray. Yeah, <laughs> we can't do any. Like Pat, open your eyes. Do something because in grad school, in my capstone course, uh, we do a presentation where I created a character and I and I did this act out. And the first thing someone said is, you're so funny, you should be on Saturday Night Live or something. And I remember thinking like, wow, why did I go to grad school? <laughs> <laughs> what am I? like? This is a sign. And you know what I did about it? Nothing. I went back and just went back I went and got a different job with more money and just there like a right. deeper sorrow, deeper unhappy, like just yeah. further away from my dream. So moved to Chicago. Yeah, I worked remotely, right, and which was like to me, I was like, "Wow, this is it!" And I had this vision, like delusions of grandeur, of going into Second <laughs> City and having them say, "You know what? First class, this guy, yeah, he's on. We're put him on away. main stage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lauren Michaels is going to come to a show <laughs> the next day. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Just <laughs> Meanwhile, like, if, if for anyone who is has not taken an improv class." You start off with a game called Zip, Zap, Zop, where you stand in a circle and you say to each other, zip, and the next person says zap, and then the next person says Zop, and it's just, can you pay attention, and that's it, right, and Second City is a great organization, they've uh, done a lot, but it's also, as one of my friends said, the Disneyland of comedy. Right. And so I could see that. a major revenue generator for them is classes. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's a whole program. And I remember I learned more about it. And I, I thought, well, I, I don't know about this. Like, it's not going to happen because I was 35 and I had a, a big boy job. And they're saying, yeah, really, if you want, you can be part of a traveling troupe. Like yeah. But first, really, you got to pay. To do our like intensive program, right? Uh, after the main program, you pay for you can the gold a, package, right? Yeah, yeah, you can exactly. get to, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and then you can and then you can be part of a traveling troupe where you make like, I'm going to say fifty dollars a show, and you travel around in a van with a bunch of twenty one year olds. Which there's some hilarious twenty one year olds. Yeah, i I've, I've always been the younger one in the working world, so I was like, that's not what I want. Right. And uh, I went to I O Theater, which now just closed uh, due to financial hardship caused by COVID. Damn Corona! And wow. I didn't, you know, and like I went through their program, and then at the end of the program, they have a, a evaluation committee to mm-hmm. say who is a part of a, a regular performing group. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I was one of two people in the whole class that they did. I did not get selected. You know, my immediate attitude was, fuck these guys. (laughs) And, uh, but it was also because I was a very self in improv. It's all about the group. Sure. I was very selfish and I did, I wanted to be all about me. I went to writing classes. The second state had great writing classes. I O had a phenomenal writing program. Uh, my teacher, my favorite teacher of all time, a guy by the name of Michael McCarthy, who recently passed best teacher I've ever had taught me a lot about writing and, I just realized that uh, stand-up comedy was it. That's really what I love. Yeah. I am, I do. I'm an only child. I want to be the center of attention. <laughs> so I was saying this that I would like. I still continue to have these delusions of grandeur. Yet I continue to work with my job. I continue to uh, be a part of a. Uh, I made the choice to be a part of an unhealthy relationship with a girl from here in Colorado who actually moved to Chicago uh, and like it's essentially followed me and then like that yeah. became this negative presence that I chose I accept full responsibility for continuing to allow this person in my life and affect me in a negative uh, way and all I would do is you know I'd eat deep dish pizza and like, nothing wrong two, with uh, delicious <laughs> wow. nothing wrong with it if it's once a month yeah. but when it's two to three <laughs> times like, a week yeah, yeah when you're eating a whole pie literally yeah, yeah. when I've of had of Chipotle colors. for lunch because it's my favorite <laughs> and, <laughs> and just getting smashed you know in Chicago the bars are open basically 24 hours yeah and I was going out, and I'm working remotely. And I was getting trashed almost every night, just yeah. making horrible decisions, right? Like recently, mm-hmm. the conversation about COVID is like, oh, you get tested in like two weeks. I would get tested all the time for my promiscuous activities, right? <laughs> and I would just like go into this deep depression about like, oh god, this is the, what am I doing with my life? And I was wasting an opportunity, is what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, and so finally, I decided, hey, I'm gonna I gotta leave this job. You know, this is not healthy for me. I'm not doing what I came here to do. I am pissing away an amazing opportunity that countless people would love to have, and I am just full-on pissing it away Mm. in in booze and bad decisions and in the pursuit of money. And so I put in my resignation, and that was in August of 2018, and I I got a, a nice bonus uh so sales bonus right before i left Mm -hmm. and i was like cool this will last me for a long time i continued to allow that negative person in my life to influence me and just party and so i just partied for like three months after i left my job not taking any steps forward at all towards the dream again and then i yeah uh i had a breaking point uh with that person (laughs) And which I'm actually, you know, like you shift. I, 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 Lately in life, I've started to say, like, I need to accept responsibilities for everything that I've done. And uh, yeah, I'll tell the story. Uh, and I'm actually I'm very grateful to this person to this day for doing this because I needed this break. I needed Real I needed I needed to be broken. Yeah. Uh, right. The person in, uh, we went to, a I was madly in love uh, and, and lust and uh, we were going to be just friends you know which never never works out that nope. way never works never unless works there's way. like you got to have a, a at least a year with no sex the sexual attraction has to be gone to allow for you can't have friendships with people that you've dated but yeah. not yeah. not in toxic relationships i think that's the different one yeah and, that's a that's a different
0: animal yeah yeah
1: and i went to a uh, a bar with some friends it was halloween and, and she said hey where are you i want to come i said yeah and then she proceeded to uh, Ignore me and then go home with another dude, and I was crushed. I remember I like started, I was in, and I was dressed as Buddy the Elf at the time, right? And it's like, <laughs> really, really <laughs> getting that white well right, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like I remember I walked home and I was crying, and like everyone's go driving by in taxis with the window like Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? Like, hey, buddy! And I was like, and you are like, it's blue. Just like <laughs> such a sad moment, right? Yeah. And so uh, I realized I got to get my shit together. I have to like I I need to do this and so I started with a board Uh, we're in the podcast studio and uh, Kyle has this board of daily activities and I -hmm. I wrote these are things I needed to I need to do the the building blocks of success for my future and I don't know exactly how they're going to play out in the future but I know they're essential it's a start it's a start and it was reading writing meditating uh, learning how to play the piano Working on uh, my YouTube channel, Pat Chat, and uh, also just working on my business, Truer Laughs. And I just continued, like I checked it off every day. And I was like, you know, I really wasted a lot of time. I need to make up time. And so I went to, I did what I called the five for five, which I had to wake up by 5 a.m. five days a week. And I was initially doing it for five uh, months I only did it for five weeks because uh, I was going out doing open mics at night. Yeah. And yeah, I wasn't going to, to bed until like time. 1 or 2 in the morning, and then I was waking up at 5. That's I was, rough. Oh, I would sleep all weekend. I would sleep all weekend. <laughs> I believe it. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd go to bed at 9 o'clock. I'd go to an open mic. I'd come home, go to bed at 9. I'd wake up at 1. And so what we're getting at here is, a uh, long story longer, <laughs> uh, Do it up, man. Is that I... Started to find success. I started to find my voice. I started to do open mics, right? Because I was in Chicago for two years. I did two open mics. Two. It's embarrassing. Wow. And then I had the goal of 500 wow. in a year. Yes. And I hit 481 uh, in a year. Yeah. And, that's fucking insane. And, and, it, <laughs> and it helped, right? It was necessary, right? That's, everyone yeah. says, what, what do I do? What do I need to do? You just do it. Yeah, just grind. It. You have man. to do it. Yeah. Make yourself do it. Don't get too drunk or drunk. Like I definitely made that mistake. I still do from time to time. And so now, like because of the result of this, like now COVID has hit, and I've got my business of True Relax, which I I started to create in person shows at, at bars and mm-hmm. venues and for corporate groups because I knew the corporate side of things from my days in the corporate world. And when COVID hit, I thought. First I was like, I'm not gonna do any Zoom shows. I'm not gonna do any of them at all. Yeah. It's it's anti comedy. It's that at the same time I would complain to my girlfriend about reading about businesses who were refusing to adapt or were suffering as a result of not adapting over so many years. Right, right? <laughs> and I realized that I was one of these people, that I was no different than the people I was complaining about for not adapting. Right. And so I decided to dedicate All my efforts to virtual comedy. Right. And so, uh, first off, it started with doing a you know a play on comedians in quarantine or excuse me, comedians in uh, cars getting coffee. I did comedians in quarantine having cocktails, mm-hmm. and I would start. I started with talking with comedians in the local Chicago community, and then uh, it was again my girlfriend's idea. Like I'm so blessed and and grateful to have her in my life because she's really pointed me in so many wonderful directions that I've shout out right. to Jordan. Shout <laughs> out to Jordan. She's she's amazing. I love her. She's the best. And uh, again. Am grateful to the previous person for breaking that, like for everything that happened. For yeah, sucking, yeah. Like, for- <laughs> it's like, well, I don't, I don't want this to be a shit on my exes, but like, I'm grateful. I've a difference in my life these days is looking back at people in my life who were negative influences, um, really, turning. and realizing like I need to suck up, like I need to, I need to belly, I need to belly up, I need to stand up and accept responsibility for my right. own actions and sure. not just blame other people. Like, I'm not a prize. I am no peach, you know? <laughs> and I, and anyone listening, I did some fucking terrible things. You know? and I, I believe if wheel. I
2: remember your set from last year, uh, I could quote you on saying you have an okay dick.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. And the older I get, the less
0: okay it becomes. <laughs> it's extra medium, but it's going down to medium soon. <laughs>
2: medium plus at best. At yeah. best, perhaps.
1: Uh, I just like. I just hope any test it's enrolled in is pass fail. That's all. <laughs> and even then, I get a little bit nervous. <laughs> and so. Uh, and all previous people in my life who were negative are great in their own right, but I, and and a lot of the things they did to me were results of the actions that I did and things that I said as well. So I want to make that clear. Now, comedians in quarantine having cocktails. I started. Jordan said, "Why don't you reach out to other people?" I said, "Yeah." And so I started reaching out. I went to a Dry Bar's site and I just was looking at uh, comedians okay. on Dry Bar, and I picked one who just looked like a fun person to talk to. Yeah. A guy by the name of Dylan Mandelson. Reached out to him. He said, yeah, this is, I, I he said, I'll do it. Talked to him. He's like, I haven't done anything related to comedy until this. I go, great. Perfect. We were talking, a comedian that he knows started watching, and you know, we do an Instagram live. You can see uh, who's watching. Yeah. And he goes, oh, you should talk to that one. So I got the idea all right, I'm going to reach out. So now, so I would start to ask all these comedians, like, who's the comedian that you like that you think I should talk to? And then I would reach out to those comedians and say, Hey, I was just talking to so-and-so. They said, you would be great to talk to. This is what I'm doing. Okay, great. I was talking to all these veteran comedians who were not doing anything. And they would say, I haven't done anything related to comedy at all. Yeah. This is the first thing I've done. Great time. So I kind of started to expand the network of comedians that, you know, I would never meet in person. Right. And, Like ideas started to formulate in my mind of like, all right, what am I doing here? Like there's building blocks to something and I'm realizing in life like there's sometimes there's building blocks. You you just have to build them. You have to be creative. You have to build it. You don't know where they're going to fit in your life, but it's worth having it's worth having you got a backpack you can fill it up with as many of these building blocks as possible you don't know where they're going to fit but they will eventually yeah as long as they are something related to your overall pursuit the puzzle will come together it will Mm -hmm. come together and oftentimes it's a picture that you had no idea existed and so but the 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 key to that all is is building those pieces right yeah and so Mm I, anyways, as I was talking to all these comedians, I realized that the, they said, no, I haven't done anything related to comedy. And I go, well, like I noticed this transition to Zoom uh, for all the corporate meetings and events. And I right. said, you know what? I'm going to focus just on Zoom. And there was a, an organization that I had been trying for a year and a half to put an in-person show on for. And they said, hey, you know what? If anything, we can talk about doing something in 2022, the year 2022. <laughs> wow. Wow. And I thought, okay. And then when COVID hit, they all of a sudden reached out to me and said, and asked me, hey, Pat, would you be willing to do like a fun happy hour Zoom show? Yeah. And I was a bit resistant at first, and I thought, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to do this. We did it. It went amazing. I was like, yeah, I'm going to just focus on doing this right yeah. now. Sure. And so uh, I, I shifted everything, my website, everything. I reached out to people I had been working with in person. And they said, yes, we love this. We're looking to break up the monotony of Zoom. And now it's crazy uh, the amount of phone calls I'm getting. It's like I can't I can handle it. It's very overwhelming. Yeah. But because of all the pieces I built along the way are all becoming very useful to me. Yeah. And I got a call a couple of days ago from my former boss who I mean, we're buddies, right? Mm-hmm. We're great we're buddies. Uh, and you're he, saying your old corporate job. My, my from my old corporate job. Okay. And he was a vice president doing great and the company laid him off. And really? uh you know, which is it's sad news is, you know, you know, there's twenty million people right now in the world that are at least that we know in the United States that are unemployed. Yeah. yeah. And he asked me, How are you do he's like, Yeah, I just got laid off uh, you know, and he just get you know, he just had a kid and I just it's sad right yeah. and then he goes shit how are you doing and without even thinking i go i'm doing amazing Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> so good man. so
1: i'm doing amazing he goes what he goes wait he goes are you still doing that like comedy thing and there was a bit of like a he wasn't trying to be a dick but it was are you still doing that like comedy yeah. thing i like, said
0: we never thought it was gonna happen type yeah.
1: Of yeah. yeah and i said yeah and it's. Unreal, Yeah. Like the amount of requests I'm getting for actual like paying gigs. Like I'm just, I'm struggling to keep up. And I realized in that moment that if I had not left Colorado to go to Chicago and to choose this path, because one message from a lot of my friends, my mom, Jordan is why would you leave this beautiful place to go to Chicago? Because when you grow up in Colorado and you go to a city where there's not outdoor activities for more than two months of the year, because the weather's so terrible, mm-hmm. it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. And it's filled with temptation. Oh, yeah. Why would you leave? I realized that I needed to do that to appreciate home and that if I hadn't left home, I would most likely be in the same position that he was. I wouldn't be surprised if I had been like, if I married the wrong person uh, and been laid off and had been even unhappier. And I am very confident in saying that if I had stayed on that path, if I had not left, if I had not made efforts to create the building blocks, that I would, right now, on this day, be miserable. Like, maybe not even here. Wouldn't even be here doing this podcast. Yeah. And, and then
2: what's the point of life if you're not doing the Moral of the Story with Jared Moral?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, <laughs> everything I've done has led up to this podcast. So I could be <laughs> That is the <laughs> best thing you could say for this first episode. And now you can just retire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, uh, you know, we... We, when we we're talking about this, you know this is a, a story that's still being written in my life but it's I had that I need I got that phone call and I was able to look back and say, holy shit like this is uh, amazing like this and uh, like this is just the start and, and and I also realized like just as what like when you encounter something hard in life and you want to give up, that's when you need to keep going. yeah but also when you have success, you also need to keep going.
0: Yeah, don't just like
1: don't take off the gas because you think you got it. Absolutely. There's still more highway. There's still more. You still need <laughs> gas in the tank. Oh yeah. You still need gas in the tank. And I'm just so happy for all I like I'm so happy as a result of like making the decisions, doing and having and having an overall vision uh even though it's like I didn't I didn't anticipate being doing Zoom shows, yeah. right? And, and now I have this opportunity to work uh wherever I want do comedy I love being in the mountains beautiful place oh, yeah I, I mean we, we've been up here for a month and we, we wake up at five every morning to go on a hike uh, we go on really long <laughs> hikes on the weekend uh, I play piano I read during the day and then in the afternoons and evening I, I work on truer laughs and uh, producing shows and mm-hmm. and now my mind like I slept, I slept two hours so this coffee's great thank you <laughs> because we had a show last night and the whole time I'm thinking how can I make this better? Yeah. How can I make this sure. better? It's like what, and I'm still happy, right? Because there's a huge debate of you have to find a level of satisfaction; otherwise, it'll lead to depression, yes, and, mm-hmm. and a feeling of insufficiency, and oh, no sleep. As well. <laughs> and so I'm still working on finding this piece, and now I have to find a balance in life of the things that are critical that I defined mm-hmm. several years ago: reading, writing, meditating, exercising, also making time for the misses, mm. for friends for new friends for any like positive endeavors yeah and uh, yeah it's now now I'm at that point of okay don't let my passion become a hindrance right and but build something great mm-hmm. build something that gives other people opportunities and, and another part that my to jump the gun uh, my moral to myself is that a lot of my endeavors have started selfishly and the turning point has been when i've realized it's about it's a bigger picture. It's about other people. It's about creating opportunities for others. It's about making other people laugh. So with comedy, it's about giving comedians an opportunity to perform during this tough time because I believe in uh, the comedy has never been more important than it is uh, right right now. Yeah, like in my lifetime, I'm 38. Uh, this is the most important time for comedy with the condition of the world right now. Sure, yeah. and it's about in a grievance I've had with uh, with comedy with the comedy industry and the, is the lack of pay for. Lower level comics, which is 95% of comedians. Big time. And there's stuff to break in. There's an enormous amount of work that goes in that nobody sees. And comedians, very talented people, are not rewarded for it. And as a result, many of them give up. And I want to change that. And I'm starting to, I'm starting to compensate people well for their efforts, and not only that, but then a, a big part of our thing is uh, we're doing... I do shows for nonprofits, all free. Yeah. yeah and so we, we're doing shows. Nonprofits are reaching out as opportunities like employee breaks or fundraisers. We're doing that, mm-hmm. and it's just creating this fun space and like using comedy for good and for other people. And it all started selfishly. It was all my <laughs> thought, but then it really picked up when I started thinking about other people Yeah, and the bigger picture, sure. and I'm just a small piece in it. And right. I, like I can push things in certain directions. A but catalyst. A, a catalyst. Yeah, but also like have the idea that it's, there's a bigger picture. It's not just about me. Right. Well, of course. Uh, so it's that's been great, and that's like my ability to say that yes, I had some negative people in my life, but it was also a result of my actions.
2: Sure. Yeah. If you invite negative people in, you can't be like, yeah. how did all these negative people like you know. Put me in this place. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. seriously. And and instead of
1: when something bad happens, instead of trying to blame someone else immediately, which was my instinct for the last 37 years, Mm -hmm. I'm starting to look at myself. What did I do? Even if it's something where I say, I need you to give me a blue crayon. Someone brings me a red crayon. I'll say- What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? Why did what I could trust I trust this how, idiot who's <laughs> <colorblind>? <laughs> The internal dialogue is this, this person's a moron. Yeah. They're done. And then, and then I have to calm down. Also, finally start to learn how to handle my emotions. Yeah, that's that a goes piece, a long way.
2: I was
0: say, that's just a big piece of life, I feel like.
2: Huge. Mindset is huge, especially yeah. with comedy because it's- And that's something you talk about, like the work that goes in for like lower level people. is like um, uh, learning to deal with rejection. Because like oh, even yeah. like the best comedians like have you ever heard like Dave Chappelle talk about his first time doing stand up mm-hmm. and he he was like 14 and he just got booed yeah like apart. so hard he said he he got off the stage he's like I couldn't believe that people could be so mean <laughs> 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 I was just trying to follow my like you you really got to handle. Uh, getting shit on is such a huge part, and that builds your character and builds your confidence and things like that. Well, I
0: think it's it's a matter of taking that rejection and turning it into something positive. Sure, yeah. So, and I, I've said this to Kyle, but it's you know, if if I ever bomb or whatever, it's like, okay, well, I sucked that time. Yeah. How are we gonna fix this? It's right. not like, yes. oh, I'm done. Fuck this. I'm done. It's like, no, 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 what what are we gonna do to make it better? How can I make the jokes funnier? How can right. I be a better presence? Yeah.
1: You well, know? and it translates yeah. through all elements of life. Of yeah. like, what's the lesson learned? Yeah, and I'm exactly. finally able to like. Maybe it's because I am getting older and the testosterone's going down. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the, More of a pushover now. average dick part. You know? I'm, actually, I, I'm actually like part of me is like, okay, I, I'm great that I don't want to just like have a raging boner all the time <laughs> and just like care about sex because like I'm actually th- able to think of things. But yeah. <laughs> I'm able to like, you know, emotion clouds your judgment. Big Very times, true. facts. All the time. Of it's, course. You can't see clearly. And so when I find myself getting worked up, I still work on calming down before making a decision uh-huh. as where most of my life I would go emotion. Boom. I got to do it. Many times it was a terrible idea. And I know <laughs> I caused a lot of grief in other people's lives and difficulties in other people's lives so yeah. as a result of not being able to handle my own emotions and also not take, not accepting responsibility for my own actions and holding myself accountable. And like going back to the crane example, Okay, maybe like I, I should have taken some time to get to understand the person's communication style because ultimately that's going to make me a better communicator. Sure, uh, and have more empathy and sympathy for people, uh, like as we were starting the, as we mentioned in the start of the show.
0: Yeah, so. If we can, I mean, that's so. so what's, what's the like, moral of the yeah, story? Yeah, that's, that's a lot of information. But I mean, if we could throw that into a sentence, what do you think we could really get out of this? I want to, I want to throw it back to you before I answer that. What do you, what did you guys get out of this? I put it into one word, and that's adapt. Oh, I think I that's it. the moral of that whole story mm, is adapt.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, that may, and that's because you can use that word for every part of your life, <laughs> not to mention just the comedy career, but like you were saying with uh, transitioning from being in the corporate world, but then being stuck in the like, uh, what do you want to say? Like the purgatory almost between you want to do comedy, but you're still in the corporate world. Yeah. But you adapted that far, but you kept adapting yeah. until mm-hmm. you got to this point now. And now we're on the moral of the story podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like adapting. I said,
2: it's all worth it now. It's all worth yeah. yeah, Yeah.
0: Totally. All yeah. No, I, I, uh, do you agree? I mean, I 100%. think, that's, I think yeah? that that's what 100%. I got. It,
2: and be true to yourself. I think is a big, yeah. a big yeah. part of that. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. But also that's I would say another moral of this story is uh, all experience is good experience. Yes. You know? Like take the good, take as the bad. As long as you make it, it that way. Exactly. Yeah. It's your
1: choice to make it. You have to write Very
2: it. much so. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think the other one is to take a risk and yourself, believe in yourself. Sure. And there's so many times. I still, Unless I still you struggle suck. with it. I still oh, yeah. struggle with yeah. it. Yeah. I get i get on stage and do terrible and I'd be like, What am I doing? <laughs> uh, uh, last night I was up all night uh, we had a show very well compensated I was able to pay the comedians a phenomenal rate mm-hmm. which nice. made me happy but at the end I was like I don't really like I don't, I don't like how it turned out mm-hmm. and I was like really upset and I go oh, everything I have worked on is just what am I doing right and that, my emotions started to get yeah. a hold of me and mm-hmm. I started to do that spiral started getting in the way yeah. yeah and I had to call my friend right before we started the show and just say hey, this is what's going on I'm just kind of struggling right now. Yeah. And it's like that's surrounding yourself with good people. sometimes you have people in your life, you select good ones who are there and and they know you well and you can reach out to them they're great resources and kind of help you stop the tailspin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's something there but it's all about the continue like continuous adaptation, taking risks, going for it and learning. And like after I calmed down, I was like, "No, I did learn." Cuz yeah. he goes, "Well, what are you how are you going to change things?" go, like, "Well, this is this." So he goes, you got it. That's it. Like, <laughs> you know, and so yeah, adapt, take risks. believe in yourself, find positive people in your life, but more importantly, uh, hold yourself accountable. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I think that's perfect, man. So, that's
2: cool.
1: That's,
0: God, that was that was a hell of a story. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: you inspired <laughs> me now.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, you know, and I, uh, I, it kind of sounds like I'm on a soapbox here. I do want to provide a little bit of context to anybody still listening. The conversation started. We were at the brewery, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, you know, part of our quarantine has been was we would take edibles and have a couple beverages, right? Which just put us in a sweet giggly spot. Oh yeah! <laughs> and I, you asked me to do the story. And you're like, yeah, you know, just think of a story. And I remember I said something stupid like. It'll just come to me, you know. I find like a natural (laughs) thing, and those are the best stories. So dumb right before I said, (laughs) the sky is so cool right now. (laughs) (laughs) And to provide context on that, uh, Kyle and Jared were talking to me, and I just got overwhelmed with the Colorado sky, which is still my favorite. It's the best. Uh, Every night I look at the sky like this. I miss this, the colors. It's it's so unique to Colorado. Mm. Yeah. And I I said – Stoned and a bit drunk. Wow. This, what I meant to say is the sky is so cool. Mm. But what came out of my mouth sounded more like this guy... Is so cool right now, and a I minute. turned
2: around and there was just some guy standing yeah, some there.
1: Man and standing I was like, up. "What's so cool about this guy?" Black <laughs> jean shorts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that guy's pretty cool. He's got a black top and black jeans.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I, I guess. Well, what,
0: did you guess." You go. What's so cool about this guy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, but uh, I, I appreciate you guys having me on. You guys, I think it's uh, terrific. I think you guys are doing some awesome things up here. You, you know, like I said on, on Kyle's podcast, terrific the Steamboat Comedy Podcast. It's you guys have this amazing opportunity in, like, right now. Like it is so yeah. amazing we're, what we're you trying. have and what you're building, and just keep going. Thanks, keep man. Taking chances. The news about the show is fantastic. Woo, we yeah. might have some breaking yeah, news. Some great news. Well, we have up. some.
2: Some preemptive breaking news is that there will be an outdoor comedy show. Yes. In Steamboat somewhere in the next month. Yeah. yeah, give or take. And Pat Chewer might be there. Yeah,
1: yeah <laughs> absolutely. I'll be there. Absolutely. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Hell yeah.
2: So stay tuned for that. And
0: yeah. Jared. Yeah, thank you uh, for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for everyone who's listening. And, um, just to end this, you got any plugs? You got anything you want to get out there?
1: Sure. Just You can follow me on Instagram, RealFunnyPat, all one word, RealFunnyPat on Instagram. And you can uh, also, if you have a, a corporate event or a nonprofit uh, and you'd like to bring a virtual comedy show, the nonprofits, it's free, totally free. Uh, you can reach out at truerlaffs.com. That's T-R-E-U-E-R-L-A-U-G-H-S.com treuerlaugh dot com and uh, reach out, and we'd be happy. Nonprofit, we would love to have you provide you with a free show for your employees, fundraiser, whatever it may be. If you're a, a corporate group or a private group, you want a birthday party, whatever you want, just let me know, and uh, hopefully we can put something together for you, and uh, just... Stay tuned, right? Just uh, keep it going. Continue (laughs) Mm -hmm. to support Jared. Make sure you follow him on the podcast here. Oh, yeah. Steamboat Comedy as well. Yeah, uh, definitely follow Steamboat
0: Comedy. Any shows
1: here, you had the opportunity. If you haven't been to Steamboat, you got to come here. They're building something (laughs) great. You guys got to come check it out.
0: Well, thank you. Please hit up Pat. Get a show going. Thank you for being on the podcast. Kyle, thank you for helping me out with this episode. Thank you, sir. We will have more on the way. Uh, Stay tuned. Keep listening to Steamboat Comedy. And uh, we'll see you guys later. See ya.
2: Thanks for having me, buddy! <laughs> <laughs>